Hey there, it's Dave Fitzgerald, the author of Jesus, Mything in Action, and you are listening to The Canadian Atheist. Is a divinely supervising father who, not just that there is a creator, but in other words, not a deist belief that there must be a first cause, but a theist belief that there's someone who knows and watches and cares. What does it mean to believe that? I think it has two very d disagreeable implications. One is that we are subjected all the time to a permanent, unending, round-the-clock surveillance that begins at least when we're born, some would say before, and doesn't even quit when we die. There's no privacy, there's no freedom, there's nothing you do that isn't watched over. And then you can be convicted of thought crime. You're already guilty because we know you at least were going to think about it. This is an absolute de definition of unfreedom. It's what Orwell means when he says that all totalitarianism is essentially theocratic. Is this for the weak? No, it postulates a hideous strength, to borrow a C.S. Lewis term. A horrible, unchallengeable despotism that could never be voted out or overthrown or transcended. And a parody, a horrible parody of the idea of fatherhood. I have three children. They don't want me to die, but I'm damn sure I'm not going to see them die. They will be at my funeral. That's my job. This father says, I'll never get out of the way. You'll be dead, and I'll still be here. And I'll sit in judgment on you when you're dead as well. You'll never hear the end of me. You'll never see the back of me. This is a hideous, again, tyrannical parody. And it's not a weak person speaking. It's not the still, small voice of compassion. It's the utter arrogance of absolute power. Welcome to The CA, a podcast about news, current events, and commentary on all things atheism from a Canadian perspective. This podcast carries the explicit tag and wears it like a motherfucking badge of honor. So if you get offended, switch off. The CA records each Sunday live from Apostasy Studios. For more, please visit our Facebook page for the latest news, updates, and previews on some upcoming shows. You can email us at theca at rogers.com, and if we're amused or tweaked by your email, we'll use it on the show. And now... Here are Michael and Dean. All right, hello. Here we go. Welcome to the CA. Today is what the fuck is today? I just I just fucking said it. It's Monday, January twenty second. There you go. Two thousand eighteen. My watch is in power safe, so it didn't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I am Michael. I am Dean. And this is episode forty one. Forty one. Forty one. Well, that comes after forty, so it makes sense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we can count. <laughs> Good for us. Yay. Hey, one more, and it'll be my, my crown episode. Your crown episode? Is that what they call it? I don't, well, I don't know. When your birthday is the same as your age, what's that called? I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. There's, there's like, if you're, it's like, 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 mine is September 10th. So when I was 10, that was my crown birthday? Is it crown or something like that? Anyway. I, I've never heard, I've... I've never heard so of that before. So our next episode is forty two, and I'm right. currently forty two. So it'll be my oh okay. crown episode if that's well. I don't term. think that I don't necessarily think that's a thing because well, <laughs> just <laughs> because because um, my birthday is on the sixteenth, and my quote unquote sweet sixteen yeah was fucking crap. <laughs> it was fucking crap. Well, we it's were... not supposed to be anything special. It just is. Oh okay, because we were poor. Yeah. So. I was like 16. I'm like, 16. And I was like, that's the same as 15. <laughs> so yeah, 17. That's probably going to be the same. Well, my parents worked their way through. We were not exactly well off, but they oh, worked yeah? their way through. And now they, and, the, and now they are. And now they're living it up. 
Yeah. So we were joking around, Shannon and I. I, f- I forget. It may have actually been her sister that said something about this. But uh, we were talking about um, my father-in-law mm-hmm. last Christmas. Because um, what we do is we have the huge thing. But their thing is, like, my in-laws, they pay for the turkey because it's, like, the single biggest component of dinner. Okay. And because we get typically, like, 26, 28-pound turkeys. That's a big-ass turkey. They're, like, they're 120 bucks. Yeah, when you get a big bird. When you get fresh turkeys because they have a thing for fresh turkeys. Um, so, anyway... We went to this uh, place down in South Whippy called Off the Cleaver mm-hmm. to get it. And so it's like it's like not frozen. It's a, it's, it's fresh. The yeah, head has just been cut off. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but anyway, they have like a little side, a little uh, thing that they have gourmet foods and stuff like that. And he's massive into cheese. Oh right, <laughs> right. Okay. So so okay. I'm going to tell the story for everybody else because everybody else hasn't heard it. So. The, the turkey was like, you know, 110 bucks or something like that. And he's like, oh, I want a little bit of this. And I want a little bit of that. And blah, 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 blah. These Ta- little cheeses that he's... Exactly. It was, it was like almost, it was something like 300 bucks. <laughs> I tell you that. He spent like 160, 180 bucks on fucking cheese. <laughs> and he kind of had to give this look like, mon. And he's, he's French. So he's like, mon dieu. Like all these, but he's just like, okay, here's my fucking diamond encrusted visa. Uh, charge away. $200 on cheese. On cheese. On cheese. And so we joked about having cheese money. Right? <laughs> so, um, yeah. And I would, based on what you've said, your parents have cheese money. <laughs> now, that's that whole but thing the whole, to get to that. My parents, they, they don't spend a lot of money on things like cheese. No. And I have to apologize because I'm coming down with something, so you might hear it in my voice. Um, because they don't mind spending large amounts on large ticket items like a nice tv or like a piece of furniture an appliance or something like that but little things like cheese or whatever they're gonna buy the cheap stuff oh really yeah that's interesting that reminds me when we were talking to them i think we're on face we were facetiming them or something like that and they were asking about the android box and I said, you know, this Android box is, you know, it's about 200 bucks or something like that. And your dad was like, you know, I $200 is not in my budget. And you just started, you were b- fucking belly laughing at it. And I, I didn't get the joke. And then afterwards, like, oh, yeah, you know, they're doing pretty well now. I'm like, oh, okay. But because at first I'm like, well, fuck, you know, I kind of feel sorry for you, man. Like, I just went out and bought one because I wanted it. <laughs> no, if they wanted to, they could buy it. But um, I don't know if they actually did. No, they're not. They're not huge TV watchers. Neither am I. I mean, they have cable because they watch news and sports. Sure. That's all they watch. We have cable because Shannon watches TV. (laughs) And I watch CNN. Yeah. Which is, uh, like, I watch CNN. I watch the History Channel. Not because it's full of history, because it's not. Um, But for Vikings. Yeah. And uh, HBO. We we, we order and cancel HBO in in the seasons for, for Game of Thrones. But Game of Thrones... They're missing a year. It's not going to be on this year. Fuck those guys. And, of course, I was right on into it when because I loved True Blood. Oh, okay, yeah. Shannon loved, um, uh, fuck, Six Feet Under. Yeah. I watched the first episode. I was like, meh. That's the thing that fucking bugs Shannon to no end, is that I'll watch one episode and be like, meh. And I just, <laughs> and, I, and I never need to watch it again. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. And she looks at me, she's like, well, uh, what? Yeah, well. She doesn't get it. True Blood... Marathon I really liked as well. 
and we got all the way up to the last season, and we never watched the last season. Oh, you got to watch the last season. It's we good. watched the first episode of the last season, and both of us went, meh, and we never watched it Even again. if you just watch for I Eric. had it on the drive, on my external drive. You got to watch it. For years. I just deleted it recently. No, just for Eric Northman. You got to watch <laughs> it just for Eric. Um, okay. So, before we got too much into anything else, and I shared this with you, Dean, and I put a Facebook post up about it. I, I'm not going to talk about numbers because numbers makes it seem like bragging, but um, I wanted to say hello, 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 to uh, some new listeners that we have from a few places. I ran, I finally ran some analytics that I hadn't done in uh, fucking forever because I'm lazy, um, and I was just fucking blown. I was totally fucking blown away. That's awesome. And so we now have, I'll, like, I'll share the, the country count. Yeah. Right? So we are enjoying um, looking at these figures and now getting kind of a grasp that there are people from 69 countries that are downloading the Canadian Atheist. That's awesome. And uh, I just want to say... Eh? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no do to boot it. Um, we, we will we will toss every stereotype in there as I drink my maple syrup uh, and eat my beaver tail. But no, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, I I don't know I don't know what else to say because I'm blown away. And I was thinking about this, and I think that I do have to give a shout out to uh, Armin Navabi because I am. And, and and Professor Lawrence Krauss. Yeah, for sure. Because I am virtually certain that it was the kind of those two very heavy hitters. Yeah. Not that, and now I feel like a dumb piece of fucking monkey shit for not thanking people like Marissa McCool and Trav Mamone and David Fitzgerald and some of the other amazing people that we've had on Thomas Westbrook. But... Um, Armin Navabi, who of course heads up the Atheist Republic, which is the largest, um, the single largest atheist, uh, website on the fucking planet, um, with well over, I think it's now over 2 million, uh, people subscribed to it on Facebook and, and following all that other stuff. So I am virtually certain that it would, and it may even more have been Armin Navabi and the guys, uh, from Secular Jihadists, hello, um, that maybe even had more influence than Professor Crows because some of these countries that yeah. we're getting these downloads from, like, um, hi, um, you know, the people we have listening from fucking Mozambique and Macedonia and Colombia and Sri Lanka and Kuwait. Jesus, fuck. Um, <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, it's just, it's just unbelievable. So uh, thank you for listening. We hope to remain worthy of your... Um, well, I don't know what of your called. download time. Yeah, yeah, of, <laughs> of, of your, your time. time. Really, literally like of your valuable time because there's so many things you can do in a day and the fact that you waste some of it listening to the two Canadians, one in particular, swear his full fucking head off for an hour every, <laughs> uh, every week, is, um, is humbling in a way that uh, I'm not sure. Well, I'm just falling over words now. Yeah. So. We can just keep doing what we're doing and yeah. hope that you guys enjoy it. So enough of that fucking crap. Let's just get back to what we do, which is, well, me, it's swear all the time. <laughs> Shannon said to me, she's like, she's like, you swear, yeah, I like, you swear, swear a lot. And I'm like, fuck, like, it's, 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 this is me. <laughs> and 
I don't swear anymore during this podcast than I swear. No, any other, I mean any other time. And you don't even realize that you're that you're saying, it, and I know you don't because when my kids are around, you swear just as much. <laughs> it just, it just <laughs> flies right the fuck out of my mouth. I just like I don't even think about it. And your poor sons, don't say their fucking names. Your poor sons. I am certain, I am virtually certain that very soon I am going to get a phone call from either you or Meredith. No. Uh, with a with a virtual, like over the punch in the balls. It's really surprising how much he's heard because I've even caught him listening to something on his tablet where there's guys swearing in the background and stuff like oh, that. Oh, really? And it's surprising to me how he has not said it. Wow. Like he's said shit a couple times. Um, I think he said fuck once. Like in, really? our, in our presence, and we said, you know, don't say that's not exactly the nicest word. Some people don't like when you say it, right? And that was it. Yeah, it was like he never said it again. Some cunts will really complain about that. I, like, I, like for Meredith and I, we were talking about it before we had kids. How it's just a word, yeah, and it's not bad word unless you make it a bad word. And it's interesting. So, for instance, I just said cunt, right? And but if you listen to, do you ever wish to listen to the Imaginary Friend Show? No. Uh, it's another podcast. Um, Jake Fire Wharton and Nick Morganmore um, from Australia. I got tuned into it uh, mostly because of when Seth Andrews, Aaron Raw, and Matt Dillahunty were doing the um, the holy the unholy Trinity tour, mm-hmm. and they went to Australia. Um, they they kind of turned me on to it, and in Australia they say cunt like I say fuck. <laughs> Which is alarming yeah. and cool. I, it doesn't. It's a word, yeah. and it's funny because I, you know, you hear these types of things. And my one of my my sister in law, who who I love dearly, uh, she's a professor at uh, Lori at uh, Laurier in uh, KW, and she some you know she got upset a couple times. She heard me you know say cunt, and she's like, oh you know blah blah you know kind of you know comparing a comparing a person to a part of female anatomy. I'm like, I don't look at it that way. Yeah. Like I, when I say that word, I look at it purely for the offensive value, <laughs> not, not for the, not because I'm attributing it to female genitalia. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like I'm looking at it for the, for that slap in the face yeah. because it slaps you in the face like no other word, Yeah. at least in Canada for sure. So anyway, enough about me and why I swear so much. Uh, let's get to swearing. Right. Um, so, okay. Well, the, and this one will provoke it. Okay. Because our first, we got a, a bunch of shit to get to, um, and I want to talk a little. If we have time, there's. I want to talk about, not necessarily a, a fallacy, but it was something that I was reading about, and I found it very interesting, and we'll we'll see how time shakes out. <sighs> so this is from, WhiteHouse.gov. Oh Jesus! What has he done now? So. Um, Thanks to uh, American Atheists uh, for posting a link to this. Uh, Dave Silverman and, uh, and the crew there doing uh, unbelievable work. And again, we may be in Canada, but we're nowhere near fucking perfect. So, but, but this, is, this is good. This is good. Okie dokie from whitehouse.gov. Faith is embedded in the history, spirit, and soul of our nation. Um, okay. <laughs> On Religious Freedom Day, we celebrate the many faiths that make up our country. 
Bullshit. That's the first one. Because you're only celebrating Christianity. And we commemorate the 20, uh, pardon me, the 232nd anniversary of the passing of a state law that has shaped and secured our cherished legacy of religious liberty. Now, we all know that religious liberty is secret talk for um, being a bigot. Yeah. Our forefathers, seeking refuge from religious persecution, believed in the eternal truth that freedom is not a gift from the government, but a sacred right from Almighty God. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) On the coattails of the American Revolution... On January 16th, 1786, the Virginia General Assembly passed the Virginia Statute of Religious Freedom. This seminal bill, penned by Thomas Jefferson, states that all men shall be free to profess and by argument to maintain their opinions in matters of religion, and that the same uh, sorry, and and that the same shall in no way diminish, enlarge, or affect their civil capacities. Five years later, these principles served as the inspiration for the First Amendment, which affirms our right to choose and exercise faith without government coercion or reprisal. Separation of church and state. Yes. Today, Americans from diverse ethnic and religious backgrounds, Christian, um, (laughs) remain steadfast in a commitment to the inherent values of faith, honesty, integrity, and patriotism. Now, I'm going to stop there and give a giant ka-fuck you, because people of faith do not have the fucking market cornered on on morality, on, you know, values and all those other things. Integrity. Yeah. Fuck. And you. Our Constitution and laws guarantee Americans the right not to just believe as they see fit, but to freely exercise their religion. Unfortunately, not all have recognized the importance of religious freedom, whether by threatening tax consequences for particular forms of religious speech, by forcing people to comply with the laws that violate their core religious beliefs without sufficient justification, These incursions, little by little, can destroy the fundamental freedom underlying our democracy. And I'll stop you right there, too. Because the United States of America is not a democracy. It is a democratic republic. Yeah. I still find it shocking, fucking mind-bendingly shocking, that the federal government can say one thing, and a state can say, nah, fuck you, and do their own thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Because in Canada, when something is a federal law, it's coast, coast, coast. Yeah. Fuck you. That's the way it is now. Provincial law cannot override federal law. Send us an email to the seal at rogers.com if I'm a moron and got that wrong. wrong. But I don't think I did. Um, Therefore, soon after taking office, I address these issues in an executive order that helps ensure Americans are able to follow their consciences without undue government interference. And the Department of Justice has issued guidance to federal agencies regarding their compliance with laws that protect religious freedom. Who's, who's this now? You said after taking office. I. I. Trumple Stilskin. That's okay. 
He didn't fucking write this. No. It's not in crayon. That's how I can tell he didn't write it. And it's mostly, there's only a couple, there's actually a couple of small grammatical errors, but no American, whether a nun, listen to this fucking shit, and you know exactly what he's tweaking at here, whether a nun, nurse, baker, or business owner should be forced to choose between the tenets of their faith or adherence to the law. Yeah, like, we're going to make cakes for gay weddings. Well, that's exactly what he's getting at. Yeah. But I'm sorry, and so you shouldn't have to choose? You're right, you shouldn't have to choose. You obey the fucking law. Yeah. That's what has to <clears throat> trump this situation. <laughs> you don't say, nah, I don't believe that shit, so I'm not going to do it. No, you follow the law yeah. as it is written. The United States is also the paramount champion for religious freedom around the world because we do not believe that conscious rights are only for Americans. Yes, you do. Um, We will continue to condemn and combat extremism. What about Christian extremism? Terrorism. What about Christian terrorism? And violence against people of faith, including genocide waged by the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria around, and then he talks about a couple of different things like Christians, uh, Shia, uh, Muslims, etc. He goes into a list. I don't want to... I'll probably fuck up the names. That's mostly mm-hmm. why I'm skipping over them. We... We will be undeterred in our commitment to monitor religious persecution and implement policies that promote religious freedom. Through these efforts, we strive for the day when people of all faiths can follow their hearts and worship according to their consciences. No, No. you fucking don't. (laughs) There's more bile. The free exercise of religion is a source of personal and national stability. And its prevention is essential. Oh, pardon me. Its preservation is essential to protecting human dignity. Religious diversity strengthens our communities and promotes tolerance, respect, understanding, and equality. No, it fucking doesn't. No religion has ever fucking done that. (laughs) Faith breathes life and hope into our world. We must diligently guard, preserve, and cherish this unalienable right, except for all the people from shithole country. Oh, I sorry, that was like an editorial <laughs> thing there. Now, therefore, I, Trumple Stilskin, President of the United States of America, by virtue of the authority vested in me by the Constitution and the laws of the United States, do hereby proclaim January 16th, 2018, as Religious Freedom Day. I call on all Americans to commemorate this day with events and activities that remind us of our shared heritage of religious liberty and teach us to secure this blessing both at home and abroad. In witness whereof, I here, I have hereunto set my hand this 16th day of January, does the whole la 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 la. And then it says, oh, in the year of our Lord, 2018. Mm-hmm. Yucky, yucky, yucky. Donald J. Trumpel-Stilskin. Um, but isn't religious free- doesn't religious freedom also include those who don't have a religion at all? Of course not. 
Um, <laughs> and and it's it's funny because I don't remember where I read it, but one of the things that uh, was freedom of religion also also demands freedom from religion. Yes. Like you have your thing. Cool. Keep it over there. Exactly. Um, you know, like um like Christopher Hitchens used to say, you know, it's like, you know, it's like don't make me play with the toys. You know, I will not play with it. You know, it's like keep your toys and play in your sandbox. Yeah. But don't bring your toys to my house. Don't make your children play with my toys. Um and he says, you know, he says, you know, he says no, you know, he says you keep your delusion private. Exactly. And that was one of the things that one of the speeches that he did in the debate that I love so much. Keep your delusions private. Anyway, um, all of these things, um, I would hazard a guess that um, Mike Pence probably had something to do with it. Yep, wrote most of that, or one of his speechwriters. Yeah, um, because while well, Trump's just not that eloquent, and the whole boasting—it's—it's it's funny because. Um, one of the things that I find so so amusing is so you go back to um, the the whole reason for European immigration into Canada. I don't they're you're forcing me to do your shit. I don't want to have to do your shit, so I'm going to go somewhere else. And what's the first thing they did? Hi, hi, uh, indigenous um, <laughs> people. Here's a Bible. Yeah. You're Christian now, and well, then they bring the slave trade over. And make them all Christian. Yeah. And it's just, it's so unbelievably hypocritical. And they're not, like what that thing talks about, you know, but, oh, diversity. No. No. They're, yeah. All religions want you to be their religion. They don't exactly. want you to, oh, look, there's other religions. They're so good and wonderful, too. <laughs> One of the, um, there, was a, there was a post on, uh, on Facebook about this a day or so ago saying, you know, would you be okay if, you, if you're into this whole religious freedom thing? Would you be okay going into a courtroom and seeing a Muslim judge and then handing you a Quran to swear on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Try that. It, yeah. It ain't gonna fucking happen. But I thought that that was, was interesting. And so, yeah, sadly, we started off on a, on a sour note. Um, but didn't he pass uh, a ruling or whatever, uh, some, some kind of um, legislation that says um, if you own a shop and you don't want to do something for people based on their, if, if their life choices conflict with your religion that you don't have to serve them. Yeah. And it was probably written as bigotedly as that, like, you know, your life choices, right. As if, <laughs> as if it's a choice. Um, so I, and I honestly don't remember. I don't know that it matters much so much right now. Right. It's the, I, I didn't even hear today. Is the government still shut down? Yeah, it is still shut down. Um, Oh, so we should welcome the 800 or so thousand uh, American governmental workers who have nothing better to do than listen to the Canadian atheists. <laughs> Hi. Um, but yeah, so it, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if that was a lot passed or not. Um, I don't know if anything's happened, whether any closer to a resolution at uh, you know, 20 after 8 yeah. on, uh, on Monday or not. But um, yeah, it's all just fucking crap. But the whole religious freedom thing, it's like, call it, and I'll go back to what I said before, have the courage of your convictions. At least have the courage to say, no, this. This is all I'm interested in. You know, it's like you're not, like with the whole, you know, uh, Betsy DeVos, right, coming in, and the whole faith-based schools and stuff like that. I I would be really curious to see how much of a hard time um, the imams are going to have fighting for Muslim 
faith-based school funding. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't. It's the money's not just going to get fucking handed over. No. At least I don't. At, at least I, I could be wrong, but I don't think that money's just getting handed out willy nilly. But put a fucking cross on the lawn. There you go. Here's your blank check. Yeah. Right away. Um. <laughs> okay. What's this? This is a good one. This you better put your drink down. <laughs> so this is from the Statesman, which is a I found I don't I was just kind of surfing around Statesman the interwebs. It's it's a it's a magazine. All right. Texas judge interrupts jury. Oh right. Says God told him the defendant was not guilty. Yeah, that's. You posted this on Facebook too, right? Yep. So this is um, this happened in Texas. A state interrupts jury. Yeah. God so, told me the defendant is not guilty. Yeah. Did he write it down? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's funny though. Yeah, proof of it. Um, a state district judge in Carmel County, Texas, said God told him to intervene in jury deliberations to sway jurors to return a not guilty verdict in the trial of a woman accused of trafficking a teen girl for sex, which is, which is horrid in and of itself. And that's someone that I want to face the full wrath of any written law. Judge due process, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, Innocent until proven guilty. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so this schmuck, Judge Jack Robinson, apologized to the jurors for the interruption, but defended his actions by telling them that when God tells me I gotta do something, then I gotta do it. Did he, like, go back to his chambers and fall asleep and have a dream or something? Like, what Who the knows? Fuck? Now, there's good news in this story, because the jury went against the judge's wishes finding the woman guilty of the trafficking charge. Now, kudos to the judge, at least in this sense, because he handed down a 25-year prison sentence. All right. Okay. So he upheld the jury's decision. Yes. Because he has the power to, to, to say no. Yep. Now, this guy, this schmuck, presides in a couple of counties, too. He also presides in Hayes and Caldwell counties. So this guy, he's kind of all over the place. Um, Robinson's actions could trigger an investigation from the State Commission on Judicial Conduct, which has disciplined Robinson in the past. So oh this, my God! Okay, so this and so the reason the the, the kind of the story twitch got me twitchy a little bit was thinking back to Roy Moore, mm. right? Remember he took a, you know, the, the, uh, had the, the 10 commandments in his courtroom yeah, yeah, and yeah. he had a cross in his courtroom and the people are like, uh, get that. Like the, the people in charge of like his bosses, I don't know, like the judge boss, I don't fucking know what it is. Says, gotta get that shit out of here. And he's like, fuck you and put it back in anyway. And that's why he was originally, he was eventually removed as a judge. Yeah. Like you can't do that shit. Yeah. He don't give a fuck. And this guy apparently is, letting his imaginary friend impact his decision-making. Yep. Yep. So now we got to take, we got to go look at all the cases that he's, that he's presided over. Well, exactly. So it says here in 2011, the commission slapped Robinson with a 
uh, with a private reprimand for improperly jailing a Caldwell County grandfather who had called him a fool. Now, that's kind of contempt of court, isn't it? I have no idea. My understanding is you can't kind of, like, you can't insult the bench. Yeah. Because it's not, like, because it's, it's the, it's the bench, not the person. I think that's the way it works. Which, I mean, I think it's kind of stupid. Like, it, the, 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 the judge is kind of like the whole institution. He's like, Mm. you can, you can refer to him as this court. Right. Yeah. That's one of the things, like, my mom, my mom used to get all pissy with me because I fucking hate the royal family, right? Because I think monarchies are stupid. Yeah. And she's like, you know, she's like, well, and because I weighed the conversation, you know, it's like, well, what if, you know, we went to go see the queen? I'm like, I wouldn't go see the fucking queen. <laughs> she's like, well, wouldn't you bow? I'm like, I fucking bow. And she's like, well, you're not bowing to her. You're bowing to the crown. I'm like, same fucking thing. I'm not fucking bowing to another human being unless I happen to be in Japan. <laughs> and I, that bow will be reciprocal. Yeah. That the other, the other, the other individual in Japan will bow to me in the same manner I bow to them. Yeah. I'm not bowing there. The queen's like, bow, motherfucker. Because that's all she'd be saying in her fucking head. Yeah. Because I'm better than you. She is higher than us. The highness. She's not high. She's like fucking four foot nothing. Something <laughs> like that. Bah. I want to get high. <laughs> so high. So, so that story sucks. But I, I think it's interesting that, well, in you, what you said was funny. Is, you know, did you fall asleep? Like, you well, a dream? Yeah, he had a dream and said... God told him, like, how did God tell you? Yeah. Like, yeah. were you watching Looney Tunes and the TV turned off and said, hey, buddy. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Was he going in the back with, you know, incense and stuff or what's the deal? Maybe an eight ball of Coke. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting back there like uh, um, Scarface. Yeah, they exactly. mound the cocaine on his desk. Yep. So this this next story um, is from Christian Week magazine. Of course. They never cease to amaze. They don't. This one this one kind of blew their hair I don't have back a little bit. When okay, I'll just get into it. All right. Okay. So but this this affects you and I. Mm. This affects you and I. Really? Yep. Adults who rarely or never attend church are more likely to cheat on their spouses. Really? (laughs) Yep. All right. If you say so. This, according to, though this article is written by uh, Anugra Kumar, January 15th, 2018. Kumar. Kumar. Hmm. Christian Week Magazine. Adults who didn't grow up (laughs) <laughs> this it it this it doesn't so it doesn't take a long time for the train to get out of control and go right off the rails. <laughs> I think we're far enough away from the Washington thing for me to comment on trains going off the rails. Does um, this person thing? at all reference the data where where this is taken from? Like reference where they got this data? There's a, there it, this is what's going to mess you up a little bit. But it goes off the rails quickly. All right. Adults who didn't grow up in intact families and those who rarely or never attend religious services are more likely than ever to have cheated on their spouse, according to a new study. Mm. The study, (laughs) 
called Who Cheats More? <laughs> the Demographic of Infidelity in America. Found that, the, found that the rate of infidelity among those who attend worship services at least once a week or several times a month or even a year is 14% as opposed to 19% for those who went less or not at all. A person's political identity and family background are also related to those who cheat. Um, so family, like political. So if you're a Democrat, you're more likely to cheat. <laughs> uh, well, just, just listen. And, but I can't take this person seriously. And it's horrible that I'm making, making fun of somebody's name. But when you think about cheating, right? Infidelity. Yeah. Um, the study was released by Wendy Wang. <laughs> 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 um, who is the director of research at the Institute for Family Studies. Ah, uh, it's got the word family in it. So, um, this is code word, everybody. Anytime there is an institution in the United States, or it can be other places too, yeah. that has family, or values, or integrity, or moral, or blah, 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 is secret code for... Christian. R- Christian. <laughs> Christian-based. Especially the word family. Exactly. of adults who grew up with both biological parents. Hang on. What does it say here? 15% of adults who grew up with both biological parents have cheated on their spouses before compared to 18% who didn't grow up in intact families. Intact families. Yeah. Um, Overall, Democrats... There it is. There it is. You you said it. You you fucking said it. Uh, are more likely by a factor of almost three. Democrats who grew up with both biological parents cheated on their spouse approximately 36% of the time. Wow. As compared to 18%. For Republicans. Yes. And Republicans are classically much more religion, religious than Democrats. Yes. Uh, in general, men are more are more likely than women to cheat. Ding ding! It's not a yeah, fucking shock. That's obvious. Yeah, I I wouldn't dispute that. No. Um, what is it? Uh, Chris Rock. I love uh, this thing uh, Chris Rock did. One of the especially to call bigger and blacker. Mm-hmm. He's like um, he's he's talking about men and women, right? So he's like he says men are basically as faithful as their options. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I mean, you know, that's not. He that's was not, talking, but he said that when he was talking about Bill Clinton. Because exactly. Because like, like all the other, like all the other men are like, this is a disgrace, like that he would do this. And he goes, yeah. nobody's trying to suck your dick. <laughs> <That's right>. Ain't <laughs> nobody trying to blow or and hatch. As faithful as his option. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So do men cheat more? Sure. Um, noting that twenty percent of men and thirteen percent of women are, are have reported to have sex with someone outside of their their marriage. So seven percent more. Um, among ever married adults, ever married, yeah, which is not a term I'm familiar with, ages eighteen to twenty months, to twenty nine, women are slightly more likely than men to be guilty of infidelity. Eleven percent versus ten percent. Um, it seems to be a it, the the numbers are either 
equalizing or women are, are, are moving up a little bit? Women are like today are more likely to step outside than they were, say, 30 years ago. Yeah. Here's what knocked me back a little bit. The Pew Research Center added to the report that approximately 30, that approximately 34% mm-hmm. men are more likely to cheat than women. I didn't know this, that the number would be that much higher. 34% more, more likely. So that's, so like on an individual basis, the man is 34% more likely to cheat than the woman. That's right. And then they break it up a little bit in age groups. So people in their 60s, the rate of infidelity is approximately 16%. And it, now it drops sharply in the 70s and 80s. No, no yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't get my pants up. Well, I mean, like, your spouse is probably dead. So it's not cheating yeah, maybe. anymore. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, so I, fe- I, found that, uh, I found that pretty interesting, but... One of the things well, that I the Pew Research Center that that's 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 a quality yeah statistic, but I mean who knows how they're playing with the numbers yeah but they're just but the, the only thing they got from Pew was the old age thing yes that's right so they added to the report now from a one interesting perspective to add to this is so often the religious will claim moral superiority. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm just gonna toss out two names: <laughs> Jimmy Swaggart, yeah, and Ted Haggard. Yep. Those are two really good ones. Ted Haggard, who was found, who's a like mega church pastor, right? Mm-hmm. Who was found to have been seducing and having sex with young boys mm-hmm. from his congregation, and Jimmy Swaggart, who I don't even remember what it was he did so long ago now. But was it extramarital? Uh, yeah, I think it was like he was he was caught with prostitutes or something. Ah, uh, yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, like prostitutes and eight ball of coke or something like that. Um, I don't actually don't do cocaine, people. I know I talk about <laughs> it a lot, but I actually don't do cocaine. Um, no, only black tar heroin. Right? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And a little meth. Just <laughs> a touch of meth. Hey, I I, I learned from bake, Breaking Bad, and I wanted to see if I was any good at it. So I cooked a little meth. <laughs> Come on. You cooked a little bit. I cooked a little mess. Yeah, I've seen your basement. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And my house didn't blow up. That's why I still got it going on the side. From no. from from what from breaking bad, it taught me that making meth is extremely difficult. Really? That's what uh, didn't it look like it? I guess. At I least was... if you want to make the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was always more focused on I can't remember the the younger the younger guy's name now the student the, um, the student Jesse Jesse who's so I was like yeah bitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a bitch yeah that was the best I always laughed so much at that I always laughed a lot at that um, Jesse Pinkman there you go yeah I haven't wa- we haven't watched that show in a long time it was a good show it. it was it was a good it show was an excellent show well, I think one of my favorite episodes was the one where. There was like a uh, the bee that was stuck inside when they were trying to cook the meth, mm-hmm. and they were trying to they were trying to kill the bee, and like they climb up on the ladder and fuck one guy falls off the fucking ladder or something like that. I don't remember that episode. It was far into it, like it was. It may have been like the second to last se- uh, season. Yeah, 
of it. But, um, yeah, send us an email and uh, tell me what episode it was. I remember when he threw the pizza on the roof and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that was at the end, wasn't it? That was very close that to the end. That was close to the end, yeah. That was very close to the end. No, um, it, was, it, was, it, was a, it was a good show. It was it's good. A, like groundbreaking, one of those types of shows. Breaking Bad and Dexter and all those ones. Never watched an episode of Dexter. No, it's a good show. No. Shannon it, was. It, it gets kind of eh. Like, you know, it goes a little off the rails at the end. And the very and the way it ends, I really wish they hadn't have done it. See, it's funny. I watched, did, I watched half of the last episode with watching. Shannon. And she was very disappointed with the ending as well. Yeah. I'm not going to spoil it for everybody. But, uh, but I mean, the butler you, did it. If you got the time to sit down and watch those six seasons or whatever it was, it's an excellent show. Yeah. I have the time. I just don't <laughs> know if I have the inclination. <laughs> well, the, 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 the greatest thing was, am I a bad man doing good things or am I a good man doing bad things? Because he's a serial killer who only kills serial killers. Yeah. Which is, is you know, kind of like, you know, the whole Robin Hood complex, right? But I don't know. Well, his dad recognizes that he has an issue. Right. And says, this is something that you have to do. It's the, it, you, you're not going to change so much that you're not going to do this anymore. But if you're going to do it, only do it to these people. And here's how not to get caught. Because his dad was a cop. His foster dad was a cop. Right. Because his mom was killed in front of him. I didn't know that. Yeah. That. You fucked it up for me. No, no that's just why, that's why he does what he does. Oh, okay. He was found, like, he was two or three or whatever, and his mom was killed in a cargo container, and he was found in, like, two inches of blood because the whole thing was just filled with her blood. Nice. Yeah. What do you say to something like that? Um, I know what we say. Let's move on to the next news story. Okay. This is from uh, Patty Boy, CBN.com. Oh, Patty Boy, yep. Yep. Well, it's not from Patty directly, okay, but it's from his website. Who write? I wonder who writes that stuff. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that woman sitting next to him going, "Yeah, that's, yeah. She's, yeah, she's writing it." No, on. that's uh, that's Baker. Oh no, but no, Robert's boy got it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. Um, I want to just fucking donkey punch her so bad no it's... I don't want to do that because I don't want to be fucking her from behind but <laughs> I just I just want to punch her in the back of the head like and some like you don't want to punch her in the in the face I want to punch her in the back of the head like the whole day like, yeah. fuck like have her turn around like ow <laughs> I want to punch her in the back of the head that idiot should be sitting alone in a room babbling to himself but you know what's really funny about like the like the counterparts, right? Having the having the the woman, you know, kind of the, the piece on the side who never gets to say a fucking thing. The reason they never get to say a fucking thing is every time they start talking, whether it's Jim Baker or Robertson, he just fucking cuts them off. Yep. Because the one the one woman on on Seven Hundred Club, she'll read the letter. She will like you know Pat, you know <laughs> Mary from whatever says I'm really concerned about. You know, hand job, hand job, hand job. <laughs> Whatever happens to be going on, and then Pat gives his archaic, um, middle aged, well, you know, you know middle ages you answer. Do is, exactly. Uh, read your Bible. You know, you know, God, God talks about this, and he spoke to me about it once. <laughs> and it's the whole fucking like fuck off, like fuck 
off. If your son's an atheist, then obviously you're a bad parent. Exactly. <laughs> you should probably... Do, listen, listen. Don't. I'm not telling you to kill him, but you should probably kill him. <laughs> Go to your local church and get some holy water and drown him in it. And if, if that doesn't work, then listen. America's a free country, and you can buy guns. I mean, yeah. Um, it's it's ridiculous. The whole thing is just so crazy. But anyway, so this is from CBN. Um, Mike Pence praises the miracle of Israel. What? Yep. Pledging, now this is Mike Pence mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. is pledging that the U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem will open in 2019. Right? So Trump recognizes, right? And now they're just going to start doing whatever they got to do. And a lot of the Christians, like Robertson fucking loves it. Yeah. Because if that happens, the head of Jerusalem, blah, 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 it's one more thing. It's another piece in the puzzle, Right? It's it's another it's another it's another stamp towards bingo, where Jesus will come back. Yep, because these are all the things that all the, all the ducks they have to have in a row. Well, they're saying that people love Trump, like Christians love Trump because he's gonna bring he's Jesus gonna usher back. in the apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. So from CBN.com, in a warmly received speech, Vice President Mike Pence told members of uh, of the Israelis um, uh, of the Israeli embassy that. The United States Embassy will open before the end of next year. Quote, By finally recognizing Jerusalem as Israel's capital, the United States has chosen fact over fiction. And fact is the only true foundation for a just and lasting peace, Pence told members. Well, isn't that a fucking revelation? How about some fucking fact for your Christianity? Yeah. You read a book that's all made up garbage. Exactly. You based your whole life on it. Exactly. So, I mean, it doesn't matter, and it doesn't matter what it is. You can open to any book in the Bible, and there's bullshit in it. Mm-hmm. Right? The I don't know how. Bullshit front to back. And it's, and it's funny. You say it from front to back. I've, so you watch, you, you know, you watch people who read sections of the Bible. Say, you know, read your Bible, read your Bible. I don't know how you get out of Genesis. In fact, I don't know how you get out of Genesis 1. Yeah. Maybe Genesis 2 has a couple of interesting things. Like there's the second creation account in Genesis 2. A whole nother creation account. <laughs> a whole separate one. Because um, at one, in one it says made Adam and Eve together. And yeah. then another was made Adam walking around. Said he wasn't good to be by himself. Put him to sleep. Took the rib. Right. Blah, 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 blah. Whole separate account. I don't know how you get out of fucking Genesis. Right? Yeah, it's the flood never fucking happened. Fucking flood. I don't know how you get out of Genesis. So, so uh, Pensy, uh, let's look for some fact in your Christianity. Get uh, get get back to me on that, uh, Mike. Uh, send uh, send me an email at uh, the dot com, and uh, just list your facts for Christianity. I Thanks. don't think Mike Pence is one of those downloads. You don't think so? <laughs> well, fuck him. Um, <laughs> in a wide-ranging speech, the vice president called on Palestinians to return to the negotiating table, delivered a message of friendship to the people of Iran, and celebrated long-awaited aid being delivered to persecuted Christians. Oh, yeah, because they're always on the run. Refer back for a minute 
to what Trumpy boy said in his proclamation for Religious Freedom Day, standing up against fundamentalists from places like Iran. Mm-hmm. And now Pence is praising people from Iran. They're even the same they're, fucking they're page. They're as contradictory as the Bible. You think they're that contradictory? <laughs> I, fucking polar opposites. I... I think the impeachment of Trump is going to come. I'm fairly confident in that. Well, they got three years to go. Now, I've said... It's got to be both of them, though. It's got to be Trump I, and It's Pence. funny, because I've said before I would take Pence over Trump. Staggering as that statement is. Um, because at least he at least knows how to politic. Mm-hmm. But I, I think if it did happen, like one of the things that I'd be most fearful of is you put fucking Pence in the White House... And marriage equality is fucking gone the next day. He'll fucking he'll, executive order yeah, that shit away. He'll shut that down. Um, abortion clinics. Closed. You know, yep. All that stuff. Yep. All the, 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 the progress. Yep. No more baby killing. Made. No more baby killing. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Nobody's killing babies. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yep. Um, so this... Uh, so that that's that. Now let's move on to the next story. All right. This is... Um, this is also from CBN. Mm-hmm. All the glory belongs to God. Sure, you can have it. Yep. Subtitle, The Faith of the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't both teams praying? Yep. All right. Well, you, it's funny you hit the nail on the head there. Do faith and football go together? For players on the Philadelphia Eagles, the answer is a resounding yes. Sunday night, the Eagles clinched the NFC Championship, which means they're headed for the Super Bowl to face the New England Patriots. That's going to be so fucking like... The New England heathens, they don't pray as much. <laughs> yeah. I, like, neither Shannon or I can fucking stand uh, Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, so he wasn't like, as a member of the Super Bowl winning team, they were invited to the White House, right? Mm-hmm, he turned mm-hmm. down the invitation by, by Obama. Wow. Okay. Yeah. The racist fuck. Um, and you don't, I don't care if you are banging Giselle Bündchen. Um, <laughs> when the fucking president says, Hey, come on, let me shake your hand. You fucking go. Well, what if Trump said it? He's going to beat Trump to the door. No, He'll be just, at the door before fucking... No, what I'm saying, if you were a football player and Trump invited you to the White House. That's different. Trump is an asshole. <laughs> well, it's no different. It is totally different. You think Trump Obama, was an asshole? He thought Obama was an asshole. Yeah, but Obama is objectively not an asshole. I agree. Right. But if he's got his head up his ass, well, he thinks that Obama's an asshole. Yeah, that makes him an asshole. Turns it down. He's an asshole. Stop, you're, <laughs> you stop. just said, if the president asks you to go, you go. Okay, but that's if not Obama true. asked me. <laughs> if, if if the president you like asks you to go, you go. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because Trump is an asshole. Don't fuck with my logic. <laughs> okay. First and foremost, all glory belongs to God. I wouldn't be here without him. Yeah, you would. Yep. This is just a very humbling and unbelievable experience. Said... Quarterback Nick Foles, immediately after the Eagles won over the Minnesota Vikings. I'm blessed to have amazing teammates and amazing coaches. 
So you 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 said it, right? Pretty damn sure members of the Vikings prayed to. I'm pretty sure they both pray in their locker rooms before they hit the field. Yep. And they're both praying just as hard. And yep. then apparently God chooses one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, God clearly. God God clearly is an Eagles fan. <laughs> well, then yeah. everybody should just bet for the Eagles. Well, what what happens on February 4th? Right? Super Bowl day. Yeah. So Brady and the other Patriots... Right, led by Crafty Boy, are going to be praying away, mm-hmm. and so will Nick Foles. What happens when the Patriots decimate the Eagles? And I, I say that only because historically they just seem to have. I, okay, you cannot. It is not reasonable to downplay the skill Tom Brady has. I think he's a fuckwit. Yeah, but he's. A great but, football but he's very good at what he does, um, and they've got a they've got a very good team. They're very good at what they do. They're still he's still a fuckwit. <laughs> but um, what will Nick Foles say after that? Didn't pray hard enough. Well, this goes back to what we've talked about before, right? With um, the devil's advocate, something good happens, it's God will. Something bad happens, he moves in mysterious ways. Um, there's a fucking answer. There's an answer in a cop-out for fucking everything. So it doesn't matter what happens, right? In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they, so let's say the Eagles, if the Eagles win, it'll be all glory to be God. If the Eagles lose, it'll be God was t- trying to tell me something. <laughs> well, the Patriots, something. It, it doesn't matter who wins. It's all glory be to God. Yeah. It just depends who's saying it. Yeah. You would think, like, after all the shit that's gone down, like, you'd think, you'd think maybe God would give one to, like, the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> right? Or the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? All the shit that went yeah. down to Florida. you think God would give them one. Nope. Be like, you know what? You got pretty, you know, I fucked you over pretty bad with the storms because there's no, because climate change is not a thing. Well, right? no, but he's punishing them for their, their ungodly ways. Right. So why is it that when Katrina hit, the only place that wasn't devastated was the red light district. Well, people still got to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> They're heathens, but they got to get laid. Um, what was I going to say? Totally I forgot. Know. Go ahead. Maybe we'll come back to you. Um, so this next uh, story comes from Christianity Today. All right. Yep. This is by Ed Stetzer. Don't just stand there. Say something. <laughs> now, what do you think I'm going to say? Uh, if you see somebody doing something that's against the Ten Commandments, say something. I didn't think you were going to go there. <laughs> I thought What I thought you were going to do is, remember the whole thing they were doing after 9-11? With the whole, you know, see oh, something, yeah, yeah, say yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, this is something different. Oh, okay. Intention versus action. In evangelism, simply praying for the lost is not enough. Have no, you been prayed for today? He's Leave right me the there. fuck alone. He's right, though. Praying is not enough. You gotta do <laughs> you something gotta else. Do something. All right. Prayer without action is as effective as filling up a car with gas 
only to park it in the garage and never drive it. There are many pastors who love Jesus and love the lost, yet cannot seem to lead their congregation towards evangelism and reaching people with the gospel. They host prayer meetings, revivals, and dedicate time weekly to a prayer meeting. These pastors plan evangelism training from experts in the field, complete years of Bible studies, and yet utterly fail at leading their congregation to loving and reaching their neighbors for Jesus. I've advised pastors like this, and this sadly becomes a normal state rather than the exception. What is the cause of this disparity? He's got the answers. Yeah. There are... Every religious person does. Yeah, there are three points. Okay. Okay. These are the three ways to constantly piss off your friends. I mean, uh, <laughs> lead people to Jesus. And keep those collection plates full. Well, that's right. That's <laughs> got to be at the top of the list, right? Because I need dollar-dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> okay. Make it rain, bitch. That's right. That's right. Consistently host a community event at your house. Okay. What if you don't like your neighbors? <laughs> like, I have two neighbors, one on either side. Yeah. That I like. Yeah. When you walk out my door, on the right-hand side, right, is the, the Muslim family. Mm-hmm. They're, they're cool. I talk to them. Husband, you know, husband, blah, blah, blah. I've said their names before, but I'm not going to say it now. The people next to them, assholes. Mm. The guy... I've watched how they interact, the husband and wife. I've watched how they interact with each other. Yeah. They fucking hate each other. At <laughs> least, at least the way they, the way they talk to each other. If I ever, if I ever spoke to Shannon, the way this guy speaks to his wife, she'd punch me in the face. But how would you react if, if Shannon talked to you the way she talks to him? I'd punch her in the face. <laughs> I'd donkey punch her. <laughs> but no, it's unbelievable. They're assholes. I wouldn't... Inv- so a couple of years ago, they got a little dog. And mm-hmm. they didn't get a nice dog. They got the they got the, they, the small dog. So it has small dog syndrome. Little right? yabby shit. And the small dogs, if you have a small dog, I love you. But I hate small dogs. I don't hate small dogs. I hate some small dogs. I do. I hate most small dogs. <laughs> because having a, like a small dog is like a short man. They have angry short man syndrome or angry small dog syndrome. <laughs> and they feel like they have to prove what they are to every other dog. Yeah. And every person. Yeah. It's Fuck off. Annoying. Yeah. And I would never hurt a dog. Right. I, I, I would not. Have, I might think about it. <laughs> I've thought about giving this dog a little bit of a punt, maybe. Um, but that's mostly because. So um, I'm getting way off on a tangent here, but. Uh, they had the dog for a little while and it got out mm-hmm. and I go outside and fucking dogs running in the street. Yeah. So I try to approach the dog. Dogs are fucking growling at me. <laughs> little fucking angry dog. And I'm yeah. like, you motherfucker, let the fucking car run you over. <laughs> I'm trying to get it out of the street. Yeah. And the little thing, <laughs> literally bearing every tooth in its little fucking head. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, 
but they they seem to hate each other. Okay, so got way off track there. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> so oh right so so I finally I go over to the house. I'm like knock knock knock. Woman answers the door. She gives me a look like who the fuck is you? And I'm like hi. Your dog's running in the street. I tried to help it and it wanted to eat me. Yeah. So she's like Aah! runs. Doesn't say thank you. Yeah. Doesn't say nothing. Thank you. Have a nice day. Suck my dick. Nothing like that. <laughs> Not that she would say that necessarily, but who knows? I don't judge. We found a, a dog wandering the street, Marath and I. This was years ago, and we were. It was very friendly. We went right over to it. It came to us. We saw the collar. Uh, found the people that it belonged to. Um, took it back to them because we called the number, or whatever. And it was the number for the vet, and the vet told us. Oh yeah, who yeah, it yeah, 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 yep, yep. Um, and so we took it back there. And we said, you know, here's your dog. It got out. And they go, oh, did it get out again? Yeah, it does that sometimes. And they took the dog back. Nice. No, thank you. It was like, you don't really like this dog, do you? Yeah. And Meredith, like, wanted to keep it after that. <laughs> she goes, well, yeah, if you find it again, we're keeping it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like, no thank you, no nothing. Yeah. So, so what do you host at your house? A cookout. A dessert night. That does sound good. <laughs> Go to your neighbor's houses with an invitation in hand. Knock on their door and invite them personally to your home. At the first event, plan a second and ensure they are invited before they leave. This will discipline your schedule to make time for the people in your proximity. What if they're not churchgoers? Well, then you bring them to Jesus. (laughs) I can tell you one thing. Is Jesus if, coming to the party? <laughs> exactly. Where's Jesus at? Where, where's Jesus at? Let me see his hand. Let me see his handholds. Um, <laughs> but honestly, if I did get invited, I wouldn't get the second invite. Yeah. I can pretty much guarantee totally that. Totally be there though. Oh, I would totally fucking go. I would go there. I would wear the most obnoxious T-shirt I could possibly think of. <laughs> I would. I would bring. I would bring over like a pot of something and say oh I just made baby stew I would do like <laughs> maybe I wouldn't do that but or I'd get cherry pie and say you know I, I you know I you know I harvested the blood myself or something like that like just something obnoxious just to be purposely obnoxious well just I, like, like like make like devil's food cake <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> would you make devil's food cake put a fucking 666 <laughs> Off of it and a pentagram. There you go. Walk in with a fucking black hood. Yeah. Now before we cut the cake, we have to say the blessing <laughs> to, to our father, Satan. <laughs> right. You wouldn't get the second. In- you wouldn't get the second invite either. Um, spend time intentionally going out and meeting people where they live, work, study, or play. What if they've got like a. Uh... Social anxiety. The believers? Yeah. No, I mean the guy who's going out and doing all this stuff. The believers. I don't know. <laughs> See, I could do this, but I don't like people that much. People are fuckheads. A lot of people are fuckheads. But I could I could do this, but I'd be like, do I really want... Meh. <laughs> <laughs> do I want to I wanna have a bunch of people over my house? Meh. Well, the, it, ultimately, the the reason why these guys are doing it is because they're increasing their bottom line, right? So yes, 
Yeah, so it's it's a nefarious intent. Yes. It's a it's a it's a dastardly um ulterior motive. Well, they're trying to bring people to God, so yeah. that that makes it okay. Yeah. This might mean moving some non-sensitive staff meetings to a coffee shop. Yep. Stop and talk to the barista. Go to the same restaurant consistently and tip well. Park outside of your garage and make a point to speak to your neighbors. Do your outdoor chores on the weekends. Better not do it on Sundays. <laughs> or Saturday, which is actually Sabbath. Yeah. And during, and during that time... Don't collect wood. <laughs> yeah. And listen to this. They say, plan to be there when you know your neighbors will be doing the same. So you gotta, like, basically stalk them. Yeah, exactly. Find That's out. not creepy at all. <laughs> when are you doing... All the time. Hey, hey, Bill. When, uh, when you doing your yard work? <laughs> Saturday? Okay. What, what time? Like, in the morning, kind of? Like, I don't see a lot in the morning. Are you more of an afternoon person? Afternoon. Like, two o'clock? <laughs> like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I just, you know, I... I, I'm curious more than anything. <laughs> then two o'clock, you got the fucking, you got the fucking Mormon tabernacle choir outside the fucking yard. Oh, look, <laughs> Bill, you're hey, here. Fuck. <laughs> these guys, we wouldn't say fuck, obviously. They, they just, um, these are my, these are my friends. These are my, um, this, these are my 200, uh, friends choir. Um, they just happen to be here. They just happen, you know. At the same time that you're out here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You want to come to, to church? Bring your T4s. <laughs> Bring your checkbook. <laughs> exactly. Um, three. Oh, third. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Weave the truth of the gospel through as many conversations as you have. That's a short list. Now, <laughs> <laughs> did, we, did we really need the word truth in there? I didn't write it, but Ed Ed thinks so. The truth of the gospel. Seeing yourself, listen to this, seeing yourself as a translator of the good news of Jesus into the lives of others. If you tip well, explain to your friend who is shocked by the amount of generosity that flows out of you and tell them, everything that's been given to you is because of Jesus. If you are challenged about your beliefs, respond with clarity on how Jesus has changed you and invite that person to be changed by Jesus. Uh, All right. (laughs) Now, this flies directly in the face. What about, what now, do you, you tip well, okay? Yeah. But not in January. Because January's first fruits, right? Oh, right. We're yes. giving everything to what's her face. Yeah. Exactly. What the fuck was her name again? I can't. She's remember. so important that her name just flies out. But you Paula, have to give, Paula supposed, White. You're supposed to give all your money to her. Right. You're not going to a restaurant in January. Now most people don't go to restaurants in January because they spend too much money on Christmas shopping, <laughs> and all the bills are coming in, and Visa's like, God damn. Um, but Christians, especially people who follow Paula White Ministries. Um, they ain't going to restaurants because they ain't got no fucking money. That's right. All of it's given to Jesus. And, yep. Yeah. Now, 
is this like, it must be like revolving credit. Because it says here, everything that's gifted to you is by Jesus. So I give all my money to Jesus. And is it like it is it like is it like a dividend? You get back? Um, is it like an annuity? Yeah, it's just the interest. Just the just the interest? Yeah. Just the which is always less. Oh yeah. So you're you're only getting a bit well, back. Jesus needs a lot of money to yeah. to to do what Jesus does. Yeah. It reminds me He's of at the strip club <laughs> making it rain. That's right. That's right. Red twenty two. I'm putting it all on red twenty two. Don't. Dad, can you help me out here? Son of a bitch. <laughs> he tries to pull the chips back and they fall through his hand holes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I missed one. God damn it. Okay. Um, Jesus, fuck, an hour and 13 minutes. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. But, um, hey, this is, um, this ends on a, oh, so I saved a decent story. Okay. For last. All right. Let's hear it. Okay. And this is something that Canada's doing right. Good. Okay. This was originally reported by CBC News. Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. Local story. Okay. The Canadian government demands Christian groups to support abortion in order to receive grants. Yay. If churches and other Christian groups in Canada want to receive government grants for student summer jobs, support for abortion must be part of their core mandate, according to a Canadian government official document release. Okay? So the Canada Summer Jobs Grant uh, hands out money for people to basically to help get jobs, right? Yeah. And it happens every year. Uh, it talks about the numbers here, so I'll tell you the numbers later because it's kind of crazy how many. I didn't think it was this many. Okay. Now, this attestation was purposely and exclusively aimed for those who do not support abortion. Mm-hmm. So this was going on for a long This is recent. This is really recent because the Roman Catholic Church was one of the largest users of this program. Ah. Okay. Evangelical and other religious organizations contend that this rule is unfair and potentially illegal to be forced to make known their stances on abortion during the application process. So it's like, I don't want to tell you (laughs) that I'm against abortion. You won't give me no money if I do that. Employment Minister Patty Hadou stated last week that she was comfortable with requiring the grant applicants to check the box stating whether they have a core mandate which respects reproductive rights. Unless that box is checked, the online application cannot be considered can, uh, blah, 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 submitted for consideration. Nice. So if you don't check the box, you can't even submit the fucking application. I love it. Yeah, they need to do this. I love it. In terms of church groups that are concerned about this may invalidate some of their funding. In fact, they don't need to be worried about that. What they need to be worried about is being inclusive within their core mandate. Basically, it's like, 
don't be fuckheads, and we'll give you some money. <laughs> but how is it? How is it? How is it enforced, really? I mean, if they check the box and they say fuck it, whatever, we'll check the box so we get money. Like, do they come back later and say uh, there's got to be a chuck about it? Or if they do check the box, now part of the application process, I would assume. Okay, so let's say I do it right, and I'm president of the Holy Roller, don't kill a baby church. Okay. <laughs> And I, there's a little box in there, and I check the box. And when they check the... And so the, the box that's checked is attached to the Holy Roller Don't Kill a Baby Church. Yeah. Ink. So they're going to look at the application and look at that and say, uh, one of these things just doesn't yeah, belong here. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, how do, they, how do they... You can't just look at the name and say, oh, this is a church, and they check the box, so then they're not getting any money. Like, you, you, No, you got to look more into it than that. Yeah, but and like I'm how, sure that, like, like <laughs> I'm just wondering how this is going to be enforced. I don't know. The Summer Jobs Grant Program currently funds approximately 70,000 placements. Wow. A year. 70,000? Yep. This includes summer camps, daycares, drop-in centers, as well as many others. Um, and so I think that this is, I think this is wonderful. Yeah, it's about time. Yep. Yep. Now there are it's people. Basically, a checkbox is not going to be a dick. Exactly. Exactly. Now. There has been some pushback already. <laughs> of course. LifeSite News. LifeSite News. Reported on January 12th. Quote, The moment you, as a government leader, tell me that I may access public government funding only in exchange for altering my religious and moral values is the moment you become a perpetrator. Oh, People of faith have two options. Push back or gradually lose freedoms. <laughs> yep. This is what they're worried about losing the freedom to force people to not have to freedom keep, <laughs> to keep their babies. Yeah. Point blank. It is not okay to be coerced into signing a statement in opposition to your conscience in exchange for public funding. Honestly, I can't believe it. And we had better not tolerate it. Well, let's see. Um, no one is saying you have to do shit. Yeah. If you want the money, you got to do it. You can do your thing. You can be, um, you can be a sexist um, organization. You just can't have the tax dollars to do it with. Yeah, exactly. And what's interesting is that there's no, in no way are people's freedoms being infringed upon. You are not receiving... Not taking away anything. Exactly. Receiving government funding is a privilege, not a right. Yeah. They're not taking away anything. No. It's not like... like, like you still have your tax-free if you don't, status. If you don't support abortion, we're going to take away, you know, half that collection plate. No, they're yeah. not doing that. It's and like, well, if you want additional funding... Paid for by the tax, by by the, all Canadians. No. And you need to uh, support abortion. Exactly. Now, what I would do, like, exactly. So, for example, I think it's wonderful that 70,000 kids 
get jobs. Yeah. Fucking awesome, right? Preparing, pre- preparing young people for the future, great. I'm all for it. And the fact that some of my tax money goes to that, fill her up. Yeah. I'm fine with that. But if they start giving it away to religious organizations that say, like, I remember my mom once, I remember hearing my mom say to one of my sisters, you have to be like my mom taught me. And I remember kind of keying in almost at this point. And and the statement was this, whatever you're doing, if you can't do it while holding an aspirin between your knees, you shouldn't do it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Now, my my mom was raised, raised. So you can't ride a horse. Exactly. <laughs> can't ride a horse. But you could, well, well, I guess what my mom was thinking is you could take it up the ass. Um, <laughs> and probably still have that. If that aspirin clenched tightly. <laughs> if you got a clit, if you're good, if you're good, you could probably do it. Yeah. I don't have any experience with this, <laughs> but I think you could. My mom was raised very strict Catholic, right? Mm-hmm. And so I were like, oh, man. So if you're going to preach that type of nonsense, I'm going to come down to your church and say, give me back my dollar. Yeah. You can have all that shit. You can't have my dollar. Fuck off. And, you know, and the fact that so many in, in Canada are non-religious. There's going to be a there's going to be a big portion of that that's going to come from quote unquote our pockets. Yeah, exactly. It should be fuck you. No. I'm I'm all for like we talked about before like healthcare, fine, take my tax money. You know, it's like do making things better, take my tax money. I'm fine with it. And I'm fine with more of it, right? Keep yeah. my keep everything safer, fine. Make it harder to get guns, fine. Take my tax money. Um uh, promoting bigotry? No, give my tax money back. Yeah. So but I, I think that this is something that the government and thank you, um, liberal government led by Justin Trudeau for putting something like this in play. Now, he, maybe he wasn't like the, the architect of it, but you can be pretty sure, pretty sure that somebody like Patrick Brown mm-hmm. wouldn't be on side for yeah, something no, like that. Yeah, no, he would. It's definitely not his idea. Yeah. You know what I can't even remember now? I can't, who was our last fucking prime minister? Fucking name's gone. The conservative schmuck before. Yeah. What the fuck was his name? That's how important he was. Um, I can see him in my, in my I can, head. I can see him with the glasses and the, yeah. The gray like, hair. and Yeah, the schmarmy look. Um, anyway. Glasses. He, he did so wear glasses. What are you talking about? He wore glasses. You can't even remember his name. Of course, neither <laughs> can I. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so you're looking that up. Mm-hmm. So, all right, that puts us at, uh, an hour and 22. So that's not bad. What'd you find? It's listing them all in order. And all right, well, scroll down to the bottom <laughs> or up to the top. One of the two. Whoever's before Trudeau. Okay. Or so after Trudeau. Prime Minister of Canada, official servant minister, blah, Prime Ministers. Prime Ministers. Boom. Uh, Jesus Christ, what the hell? I don't think he was Prime Minister. <laughs> Besides, he was likely a fictional character. Okay, so, there it is, Stephen Harper. Stephen Harper. Click on a picture of him. Fucking guy has glasses on. No question. Oh, uh, yeah. There right. you go. <laughs> Yeah, but they're frameless. 
So oh, right. That's like not having glass. Yeah, that's like not having glasses at all. Tell. Well, well, we'll take the frames off your glasses and see how well you see. (laughs) Um, all right. So an hour and twenty three. I think that's enough trouble for us to get into for one week. Um, we want to say uh, thank you again to all of our uh, all of our listeners, and uh, a special hello to any uh, new listeners that may have. come on board in the last little while, but of course, thank you to everybody who takes time out of their schedule, adds us to their podcast rotation. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty I'm much out of, I'm out of news. Did you do anything this week? No. I, I thought so. <laughs> I got asked the question. Well, I looked up that, 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 uh, that Pope story where right. he's, um, save it for next week, been accused of, um, Child rape. No, helping somebody who... Oh, that went people. the other way. But, um, well, no, helping somebody who... Hid, was a child rapist. Who hid the child rapist. Oh. But apparently there's no real evidence against the guy. So he said... Other when than the fact that he's Catholic. When there's evidence, then I'll talk. But there's okay. no evidence against him. So I didn't... It's not really a story. Right. If there isn't any real evidence, I'm not going gonna... is it, to... Is it news to hear... That the Catholic Church was involved in some kind of kid rape scandal? Exactly. It's not news anymore. Oh, wait. It happened again. (laughs) All right. So, okay, we're good. So, that's uh, that's it for this week. And we'll be uh, be back at you next week with another uh, episode. Mm -hmm. Oh, and what I didn't look at. So, I'm now going to solicit something without having even checked whether or not any of you did it yet. So I'll ask again, <laughs> please, uh, please take a minute extra of your time, if possible, and uh, go to the iTunes store and please write a review. Remember, five stars or fuck off. Um, <laughs> and of course, no, please. Um, whatever you feel. And reach out to us uh, on Twitter uh, at the underscore CA underscore podcast. Email the C8Rogers.com. My Facebook page, Michael Stewart, is totally open, as is. My Facebook page, Dean Roberts. And, uh, yeah, reach out to us, interact, and um, show ideas, criticisms, compliments. I love compliments. Um, Is all good stuff. So until next week, I have been Michael. I have been Dean. And we will see you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This has been The CA. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please drop by the iTunes store and give us a review and subscribe to get the latest episodes as soon as they release. Just a reminder, the views expressed on this broadcast are solely those of the hosts and are for entertainment purposes only. Never take advice from two guys expressing an opinion on a podcast. That's just silly. See you back here soon.